Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited at the end of that sentence. <laughs> I'm Tammy. Hey. Um, we have no Metal Mel. I think they're still trapped in the land of Twin Peaks. Um, yeah. I hope they're okay. I'm a bit worried about them. You know, uh, just eat, <laughs> it, just hang in there, guys. Enjoy the music. Eat all the donuts. Drink all the coffee. Uh, so instead, we are joined by the most special special guest, the VIP of guests. It's JD. Woo! I'm Yay! the VIP. Wow. You're the VIP. <laughs> Standards are slipping. <laughs> You're the VIP, JD. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Cool, cool. And I have no idea if I might have asked you on Facebook, but I'm going to ask you again. Have you watched all of Iron Fist or are you just watching along with us? I am naughty. I have watched it all. Well, that's fine. I will let you off. We are very delayed <laughs> in our podcast, so um, I I don't blame listeners for having watched the whole thing by now. Can you say without spoilers for Tammy whether you enjoyed it overall in sort of regards to the whole critics versus um, fans thing about Iron Fist? I do think it's probably the most flawed of the four mm-hmm. series uh, so far. I don't think it's bad, though. I think the... Because everybody was making it out like this is the worst, you know, this is the beginning of the end of Marvel, and, you know, and like, <laughs> no. It's just it's just a kind of an okay quality when we've had, like, three really good, you know, solid series. And yeah. I, there's a lot of nits to pick, and um, I... But I, 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 I've been enjoying it for the most part. I mean, it's... It's not bad. It's not as ba- nearly as bad as what everybody was making it out to be. Like during the first couple of weeks, it came out. Yeah, exactly. And like I, I think I, I said before, possibly on the podcast, I think it, like when I rewatched this episode, when Rebecca and I were doing our live watch, at this point in the series, we really wanted to like we were really invested and in, like wanted to know what was going to happen next. And there was stuff definitely in the show that we were not expecting. Like for instance, in this episode, Harold coming back. And even with just some characters that like turn up in this episode, it was keeping us really engaged. Um, mm-hmm. And that's like my main memory of watching these these last few episodes is we were really like, who's this guy? Like, what's like, what what the hell's going on? You know, they're still introducing new characters. Um, yeah, the last third is probably the strongest, I would say. So yeah, I read a review of this episode as well that said it was way too talky and expositional, but I actually really liked a lot of this, the the talking scenes in this. Um, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I, talking scene with ice cream, Tammy. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, you know, I liked before the ice cream scene. I liked a lot <laughs> of Daddy Meacham because he was cracking me up. Everything he did was hilarious. <laughs> um, and and I thought it was like smart. Like it, it made sense why he played it the way he did. But it was just it. Everything he did made me laugh. And then that ice cream scene happened, and it crushed my soul. And I, I know. Was, I, I know. I can. I can. I mean, come on, guys. Organic <sighs> cornflake ice cream. Oh, uh, terrible! What the fuck is that? <laughs> I know. I was like, well, I was. Oh, yeah. I something about Kyle. <laughs> but yeah, so I was. I was uh, done with this episode after that. I was like. I don't know how much more I can watch of this. Sh- <laughs> I'm done with the show. I don't know. This is particularly as we've spent weeks terrible. and weeks and weeks going. Where's Kyle? Where is he? God damn it! Where is Kyle? And Apparently, that's like Kyle the was just saying. being safe. Is what happened. Never should have gone back, Kyle. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, bless him. Right. Well, this week there's not really that much news. I didn't see any. 
I don't think, uh, apart from a little bit of unrelated to the Defenders sort of news, is that I finally met John and Derek from the Defenders TV podcast. They're like our podcast brothers, and they were both a delight, and I'm using this opportunity to say hello to them through the means of podcasting. And we had a good old rant about things we liked and didn't like about Iron Fist uh, for a while, and it was great fun. We also did talk about uh, Carl's death, Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry Um, this week we are talking about episode 9 of Iron Fist, The Mistress of All Agonies this was uh, written by Roy Thomas and directed by Jet Wilkinson Uh, the synopsis of this episode is Madam Gale plays mind games Ward's old habits catch up with him and Danny discovers that he still has much to learn about being the Iron Fist which is also every episode which tells us nothing yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) exactly um, so we open up, we're at this lake, uh, which is ve- has got very clear water. I was a bit like, when we first saw the lake, I was like, that's not a good place to hide bodies. And then we sort of panned over to this like muddy kind of, kind of sinkhole. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, fair enough. Um, <laughs> and then Swamp Thing arises out of the mud. <laughs> oh, Tammy, so what was your reaction? Just what I said. Oh, that's so gross. I was, uh... <laughs> Although I, I knew... Like, something in me, I was like, I can't believe that, like, he died, because he technically died and then came back, so how did he... He was dead, really. He's like a zombie. <laughs> so, yeah. how yeah. did he... How did Ward kill him? But I I was just throwing it up, like, you know, whatever. I, I, <laughs> it's a Marvel show. Weird things happen. They don't have to explain to me how he's really dead. But the, So, I was glad to see, actually, that he came back to life. He really is Frank Einstein now, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, and I also <laughs> thought it was a nice touch to have dirt in his mouth. It was disgusting. Oh, it's so gross. But oh. it was such a, a a good thing to, like, have that, though. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. There'd be, like, all kinds of shit. And, like, later when he pukes, too, it was like, Ooh. yeah. Because he's got gross dirt all up in him. Well, he's just going to, like, puke up slugs and... Yeah. And when he pulls the blade out of his body, there's no blood. So presumably he's not bleeding or anything anymore. Um, So, yeah, I was shocked that he was back because I really thought that they sort of were going to bring in another baddie for the second half of the show, almost like they did with Luke Cage. And then we get him back. I was pleased to see him, particularly because he's really entertaining in this episode. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And I like the little leaf behind his hair, too. Oh, I didn't see a leaf behind his hair. Like behind oh, his ear, it, yeah. it's like tucked in. Oh, he's like, <laughs> like he's later. wearing it as a fashion statement. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gao is tied up at the dojo. Uh, one of the things that we discussed, I discussed with John and Derek, was they only start questioning her at the dojo. But we have to remember they caught, they like kidnapped her in China. How was that flight on the way home <laughs> from China to America? <laughs> Super I just awkward. asked, like, did they, like, put her in overhead luggage or storage <laughs> or something? I mean... Or they were like, do you want a bag of peanuts, Madam Gal? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Madam Gal, this is the safety policy. If you, uh, you know, if we get turbulence, please do the brace position. She's just like, rah, shut up. <laughs> That's kind of you know, so there's weird. a pilot and a co-pilot that's getting really well paid to keep their mouth shut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, so you've gone to China and now you've got an elderly Chinese lady in who's, like, kind of in chains. Uh, okay. you have anything to declare? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I get the feeling that like a lot of Danny's employees are like the you know the scientist later. She's like, I just don't want to know. <laughs> I just yeah. don't want to know what you're doing, Mister Rand. <laughs> um, so obviously Claire and Colleen are arguing with with him because they want to take her to the police, um, but he just wants to know about his dad, and she's just not scared of him at all um, no. whatsoever. She only seems kind of agitated when Bakudo arrives later, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Claire and Colleen aren't having any of his plan. And then Claire's like, hey, why don't we use truth serum on her? <laughs> Which, again, it's like when he's, last week he was like, oh, we're just going to go and kidnap her. And you're kind of like, no, Madam Gal's like super badass and ancient, you know, I don't think that's going to work. It, it's just the same thing. Like, why would you assume that this is going to work on her? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense why they thought that would work. It, <laughs> and I love that she just basically blokies them in it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Danny asks if Colleen's okay because she seems a bit shaken, and Gal's just like, hey, 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 hey. Um, <laughs> she, she's just like she's gonna die. <laughs> uh, and then we get the first instance of kind of zombie Harold walking along the streets <laughs> and going and playing in a hydrant and laughing, <laughs> which was so delightful. <laughs> He's just like cleaning uh, himself so off. Happy. I know. Yeah. And it's kind of. It's, <laughs> and then he just wanders off. <laughs> yeah. I kind of think it's interesting as well. Like the main thing he seems to remember is that he has a son. Like he's like, I have a son, and I kind of wonder if that's because that was the last person he saw. You know. Um, I thought. Go ahead. No, no. It's just because you know he's obviously Ward killed him, so he's going to be the last one in his mind. That's the last moments of his life, and that's why. Ward was coming to mind rather than Joy. Yeah, I thought it was just because, like, things were reminding him of his life. Because, mm-hmm. like, we get this a couple of times throughout the episode where something will happen and that'll trigger a memory for him. And so in this case, it was this lady was standing with her son and he asked, oh, is that your son? Mm. And uh, then he, she said, yeah. And he said, oh, I have a son. Yeah. So I just thought it was more like he he's starting to remember his life like he's coming out of a deep sleep or something yeah yeah that's which i guess he was he was dead that's Mm, pretty deep sleep deepest of sleeps (laughs) apart from the sleep i had uh at the hospital under tons of morphine (laughs) which is very nice um i do really enjoy zombie harold in this episode yeah yeah uh, so Joy's still calling Ward. Poor Joy. All she does is call in, him and be like, Ward, what's happening? What's going on? In her Powerpuff Girl dress. like Was it? That, <laughs> yes. It's the same teal. like that, Oh, that, yes. Girl like bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her dress. I did too, but that's all I pictured her was as a Powerpuff Girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She needs the ribbon, but. Yeah. <laughs> like the adult version. <laughs> Yeah. And I think her bag is white, too. And I just thought, like, oh, instead of her wearing white socks, she's got, like, this white bag. Like, <laughs> it's her Powerpuff Girls cosplay. <laughs> yeah. And she finds out, obviously, that the building, the evil penthouse, was bought by Harold before he died and has left this message towards, basically wants to know what's going on. Um, and then she just bumps into Danny. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're all fired and banned and it's your fault. Where's Ward? And then Danny's just like, uh, I, uh, I don't know, uh, bye. <laughs> Runs off and she's yeah. like, for our sake. Like, I do, I do feel a bit bad for Joy because she just wants to know what's going on and no one will tell her. 
Yeah. And then we well, get she's some. She's gonna uh, get all of it in a while. Oh, so. she's gonna find. Oh yeah. Uh, also, at the end of that scene, did you hear like the ADR, which was like uh, typical New York kind of like out of Midnight Cowboy, where you hear a cab screech and then you hear some guy go, "I'm walking here." It just really made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> weird <laughs> uh, so zombie uh, Harold scene 2 where he's going through the park reciting Nick Nat Paddywhack <laughs> this is like great. frightened by birds <laughs> yes <laughs> wouldn't it be great if he stayed like this the rest of the series oh my god uh. it would be amazing so Tammy what what did you think of this scene with him sticking his hand in the oh, hot dogs oh <laughs> like, that's what I thought pain yeah. And then I, I did think I was like, hot dogs do smell good. He's right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. just was grossed out when he threw up. But I was like, that's, that was like, oh. Aw. yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. It, just... it's, it's not like the typical TV show or movie throw up. It, it, it's, it's chunky dirt and whatever. Yeah. It's, which is, like you said, it's realistic. It's just gross as hell, though. It looked like, I mean, that, that thing he was in... The, the pond that he came out of, it looked like it was, like, sewage and stuff. It was just, like, ugh, so horrible. And it's, yeah, it's just, like, earth and soil, and it's just gross. And Tory bugs and stuff. Sorry, Tammy. Yeah, no, gross. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, so Claire goes to give Gal water, and then Gal, I think, nails it on the head here with Claire, where she says that Claire wants superpowers and she's hoping that hanging out with all these special people, it rubs off on her, but she's not special. I was like, ha ha, yay. <laughs> but I did find it weird, and I don't know if you guys picked up on this, that once again, just like Gal did earlier in the se- season, she only mentions Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. She doesn't mention Jessica yeah. Jones. That's really weird. Well, her but association with Jessica was pretty short. I mean, True. she basically just... Helped out at the hospital. That was more with with Luke than actually interacting with Jessica. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I just I, I just find it weird. That it's almost like Gal's not aware of Jessica Jones. I don't I don't think she is. Why would she be? She knows everything. Well, and Jessica's one of the more open. I mean, I like by the end of that s- season, I got the impression that people kind of more or less know what she's a you know she is and can do and. But yeah, I don't think she's about. concerned about anything Jessica does or can do. I yeah, think no. that's what's going to be part of her downfall, though, is to, like, underestimate her. I think maybe if we find out that, because, um, you know, like the whole thing with IG, um, IGH, which was the company that we assume created Jessica, like whether they're going to tie, because there wasn't really anything to do with the hand in Jessica Jones. It was all kind of to do with IGH. If that ties in at all with the hand, in that they're, you know, so they're going to tie everything together in the defenders, then maybe she would have more concern about Jessica. Oh, I really hope it's Jessica that, like, would take out Madame Gale. That'd be awesome. Because <laughs> she just completely underestimated her. That would make yeah, I, I, think yeah. That's, I think that's a strong possibility. That would be great. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, and she warns Claire against sorrow, heartbreak, and pain. Then Madame Gale's like, well, you should uh, totally leave Danny if you want to save your mother. And Claire's like, say what? And I'm not happy. And I was like, Gal, I freaking love you. You're you're like, you're my hero. She's it's such obvious manipulation, but yeah. Claire still, like, pretty much just is almost just about ready to, like, like stab, you know, a Gal right then and there. Yeah. It seemed like to me. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, but I, I could understand her wanting to stab Madame Gal, like, just for all the stuff she's had to go through because of her. Yeah, because know. she knows she's to do with the hand, and Claire's very, obviously, anti the hand. Um, <laughs> I like that she's anti the hand, that's okay. <laughs> unlike me, I'm I'm a Claire pro-hand. <laughs> You're pro-hand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm pro-gal. I um, think we should all take a moment and talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. <laughs> I think we should. So Danny is going to go to get these drugs um, from Rand Lab and breaks in. And then he's just all smiley and charming to this doctor who's like, sure, Mr. Rand, I'll get these drugs for you. No questions asked. And I was like, well, she seems very understanding. (laughs) I don't know if she it's because she appreciates what, you know, the whole thing with him, uh, you know, and the plant on the Staten Island plant, you know, and he made sure it was closed down and all this, you know, the reason they got fired and stuff. I don't know. We don't really find out. But I was just like, well, that was kind of easy. Well, and the first time that he, we meet her is like he brought her the, the heroin, the super heroin. Oh, he did. I forgot she was in it. And so, like, she's, I think so. Um, and she's, so, like, she's got to be wondering, like, what, like, okay, first he has heroin. Now he's getting stuff for a truth serum. I... I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. Also, <laughs> he was missing telling. for years and apparently raised in this like monastery and he likes hiding under his desk and he's, you know, he's a bit strange. Um, yeah. And now he's, yeah. But she's just like, yeah, fine. Whatevs. I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's completely harmless. <sighs> just business as usual. Um, so while this episode was going on, what did you guys think was going on with Colleen before we find out? I thought she had gotten struck by one of the poison things. It's taken that poison a long time to work, though, because yeah. like obviously they've been on the plane all the way back. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I figured that as well, because they made such a big deal about the weapons being poisoned last week. I was like, well, it has to be that. And did we see, we saw her get scratched, didn't we, last week? I think we did. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, you see it um, on her, arm. her arm in this And I the thought, thought we fight. mentioned it too and then we were all just like maybe she didn't get hit i don't know (laughs) i can't remember i couldn't remember i've completely forgot that she got poisoned to be honest um so so yeah colleen's resting and gal is now trying her mind games on colleen and she says she identifies with her and then she talks about her grandfather and we get this little um kind of saying that was mentioned in his obituary which is the frog trapped in a world does not understand the sea well, um, there goes my one quote, Claire. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, you can say I it in. One. You can say it like no, Gal. You can put the full weight of it behind it. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm alright. Uh, <laughs> I'll, okay. su- I'll survive uh, this somehow. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm. I'm really sorry, Tammy. I. I owe you one. I'm sorry. Um, what do <laughs> it, we? <laughs> it's all those times to make up all those times I took Mel's one quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most of them only had one. Uh, okay, so Tammy and JD, obviously, when you're watching this first time, what what do you think Gal means by telling um, Colleen that it's time to stop her charade? I there's a lot clue. going on with Colleen in this episode, and I want to know your thoughts. Well, we know she's she's got that sensei that she hasn't like told anybody about, mm-hmm. and then we see him at the end of the episode. I I don't have good feelings about that guy. It's kind and of creepy. So just, yeah, and. And especially because, like, most times, like, it, when they're good guys, we kind of know a lot about them. And when they're bad guys, we don't know very much about them. <laughs> and we don't know a lot about this guy. And so I'm just like, 
I don't think he's a good guy. And the See, fact that Colleen's working with him just as... Uh, I mean, I guess she's not working with him. That's her sensei. So she's following him in some capacity, you know, mm. or... Uh, and we know, like, sh- some of the stuff that's happened with Danny, Colleen kind of set up. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. See, and I kind of went the opposite direction. Is I honestly thought, and I won't say whether I'm right or wrong, but um, I honestly thought he might be part of Stick's organization, that the Chaste or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh. Because, hmm. which, you know, I mean, it's not like Stick's a, a great guy. I mean, he, he's mm-hmm. an asshole. Yeah, but, Stick's an uh, asshole, yeah. And so, like... Y- Getting a, like a kind of a creepy vibe off of somebody like that, not necessarily a, a yeah. <laughs> not out, that outside the realm, but that's that was the, the honestly the, that was the theory I had when I, we first meet Bakudo at the end of, by the end of this well not the first time but like at the end of this episode I honestly, when he, we see all the resources he apparently has mm-hmm. I was like hmm he might be part of he might be they might tie it into Daredevil a little bit through that was my theory that's pretty yeah. much I think what I was thinking as well as a possibility because. We saw when Stick was training, like, young Electra and young Matt, well, particularly with young Electra, like, how how much resources he had in terms of the chase. And they were living in that big place. They had lots of disciples. So, it, you know, it could be something like that. Um, yeah, because he I seems to have a lot of people following him. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be. I just, I don't know. They've just been, like, so sketchy about him. But, and, like, Stick... <sighs> We just knew a lot about him, even though he was an asshole. Like, I just feel like we found out a lot about him pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But he was a bigger character, so maybe this guy's just kind of a nobody. I don't know. Hmm. Well, according to Gal, Colleen's path leads along a different path to uh, to Danny. I was going to say Daredevil, then to Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Colleen kind of doesn't really react to this, apart from holding her stomach, obviously not looking well, and then she collapses in Claire's arms. So we know something's wrong. Uh, meanwhile, Zombie Harold arrives and he's mumbling outside of Rand. Yeah. And then, and then, Harold bumps into, who's this handsome-looking chap on the street carrying a backpack who we see later? Hmm. Ooh, I don't know, but he is handsome. He's, um, <laughs> I will say, watching this with, uh, Rebecca, he is Rebecca's new giant crush, uh, this actor. She, every scene he was in, she was like, oh, he's so dreamy. Like, she loves him. And also, <laughs> I have an interesting thing about him. Which is this actor, Sasha Dar- Darwin? I hope I'm saying his name correctly. He is one of the um, the people that a lot of um, one of the actors that a lot of people want to play the next Doctor in Doctor Who. Oh, Which I think would I, be a cool choice. It would be, okay. yeah. It would be yeah, like be... the young, good-looking Doctor without it being a young, good-looking white guy. You know. Yeah, I'd be totally okay with that. Yeah. So um, make it up I, a little bit at least. I've no idea. I think they're doing the the reveal of the Doctor soon. I saw something talking about it, so um, I haven't heard anything definite or not, but I know he's one of the people that uh, his name was kind of being put forward by a lot of people. I don't know any of his other work um, apart from apart from this. So uh, Harold remembers his name um, from sort of seeing the name of Rand, and then he realises his name's Harold. And um, I like the fact that he leaves the two little handprints on the window. I thought that was a nice callback to all the times we'd had the pe- the hand leaving handprints on his windows. Yeah. But also I was like, oh, his hands are so greasy because he's been in swamp water. And hot dog water. Oh, I didn't even think of the hot dog water. Ah, oh, that's so gross. Oh. Um, also, are we? Is, is this show saying that they have not changed the combination to get into Rand in 15 years? Yeah. 
I mean, I guess, do they need to, like, take away his combination if they think he's dead? It's, it is, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of weird, though. Like, you would think and at th- some point they would have just updated their security system in yeah. general. <laughs> and then I thought, well, maybe this isn't his his login. It's Ward's, and he would have known it because he's getting Ward to do all the suffering. But then I was like, Ward wouldn't have his birthday to login because someone could easily find that out and just get into it. Plus, so. plus he's been fired, so... Yeah, and they would have changed that- it, yeah. Unless they Ward has always kept a login for his dad. I mean, it might not be under Harold Meacham. It might be under something else, but he's always had a login to be able to get in. Yeah, it's yeah, possible and to have built something into like a, a backdoor into the yeah something that's yeah that's true. And then really, that's a really stupid backdoor. Is the basically the head of the company, you know, to be his birthday, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's so stupid, it's it's almost genius. <laughs> um, so he's now in in Rand. Uh, he goes and has a look at the portraits of himself and Wendell, and then he goes to what he thinks is Ward's office. And I want to mention the soundtrack here, because this is where I really noticed it. Like, I love the soundtrack to Iron Fist anyway. I think Trevor Morris's soundtrack is really strong. Uh, I like all the soundtracks to the Marvel shows, but this I think Iron Fist is actually possibly my favourite apart from the Daredevil. Um, but the soundtrack's like, in this scene in particular, I noticed it's really synthy. Like, it's almost like um, like Stranger Things or It Follows or something. It's kind of following yeah. the pattern of popular kind of synthy soundtracks. And I, I don't know, I just really liked it in this scene. I thought it was great. Yeah, I liked it. I like yeah. the music, though. It's a good soundtrack. Mondo, please release it on vinyl so I can add it to my collection. Thank you. Um, so... Harold is kind of asking himself, where is everyone? Where's Joy? Where's Ward? And then he calls Kyle to pick him up in the car. And we see him driving along in the car with Kyle. And I think I, we need to wait until Tammy comes back to find her reaction to that, JD, if that's all right. Seeing as she's been asking for weeks where Kyle is. I was like, oh, she'll be so happy and then so sad in this episode. I, I, I like to picture him. He's just been driving around, looking out the window Harold, longingly. where are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Kyle. If only he liked fancier ice cream. <laughs> In the next scene, um, Harold has called Kyle up to give him a lift. And then we see him in the car and we see Kyle. And Tammy, what was your reaction? Oh, I was so happy to see Kyle. I've been waiting I've, for so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my note was all in capital letters with lots of exclamation points. <laughs> Kyle! <laughs> so. And Kyle's been so worried about Harold. He's like, I'm, yeah. I've been waiting so long for you to get back in back in touch. And it's like, aww. Um, and Harold throws his gross smoothie out the window, which I approved of, because yeah. when we found out what that was, I was like, that And wants some uh, bourbon instead. And I was like, hell yeah. Um, although Kyle... Carl, buddy, I love you, but I do think you have to dream dream bigger if you're immortal. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, if you're immortal, he just says, oh, yeah, yeah I do ice, ice cream for breakfast and lunch. Well, think bigger, Kyle. This is why you're just yep. the, the servant, Kyle. You're not the boss. Also, there ice cream for breakfast There goes my other uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? There, there goes my other quote. <laughs> what? What was it? What, think bigger? Oh, need... sorry. I forgot no. that that was even a quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Tammy, I'm not mean no, to steal your quote. This is amazing to me. No, keep going. Okay, okay. So, uh, in the next scene, who should, what should we call this guy, um, guys? Mysterious backpacking hottie man. He's the food truck ninja. 
Food, okay, oh, Food Truck Ninja, I like, I like it. it. Okay. I like it. So uh, in the next scene, Food Truck Ninja heads towards the food truck and uh, gets in, knocks the guy out in two moves, so we know he's obviously good at martial arts, and then gets a magazine out with, <laughs> with a photo of Danny on the front. I don't know why the photo really made me laugh. Um, and we see the truck is parked outside Rand, and then he does some origami with some tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when he did that, when we were watching it, we were like, holy shit. Yeah. The fact that I, he does it is fine. The fact that he can, like, throw it into metal. metal? And the noise that... it makes. <laughs> or is his food truck made of delicious soft taffy? Yes, exactly. His food, his food <laughs> truck it's, it's is made of It's one of those two things. He... Like, you go up he to the food truck with a spoon. Powers and, and he, like, puts those powers on <laughs> to the aluminum and then it <laughs> makes it hard like actual steel or something like i don't i don't know how he's doing it it's amazing well, i, I think, love it i think when he first threw that first star into the the wall my reaction was <gasps> bullseye and then i thought yeah. well no you're not gonna have bullseye turn up in an iron fish show but i've wanted bullseye for a long time and this is a very bullseye thing to do because he can obviously basically, you know, kill using anything. Um, but I, I like the fact that at this point in the series, Rebecca and I were like, there's so many mysterious men in this in this show. Like, we don't know who they are. Like, Bakuto and, you know, Food Truck yeah. Ninja. And we were like, who are these people? There's just, like, so many characters that turn up and you're like, I don't know who these, these people are. Um, it was keeping us really sort of interested in what's going on. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we have this guy. Uh, on the case now, not knowing who he is. And uh, so meanwhile, Ward has got Joy's message and he's arrived at the evil penthouse. I guess he's just moving in there. I guess. I I was like, why is he back there? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And there's no blood on the wall this time, so... Oh, well maybe Harold wouldn't have cleaned it up. He would have got Kyle to do it. No, 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 no. Uh, Meaning, like, Ward isn't seeing blood coming down everywhere. Oh yeah, true. Oh yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, he's got yeah. over it. He's like, eh, one week of feeling remorse at killing your dad's enough. Uh, and Harold is just waiting there. And Harold's like, I remember when you were born, son. And Ward is just like, what the fuck? So I, like, yeah. I still think Ward, most interesting character in the show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So it, what's your opinion, obviously, with Ward, um, JD? Because I think we'll, all the guests have kind of said about this, like in terms of... <gasps> how his character evolves over the, the season. Oh, I mean, I, I hated him in the first episode or two because I thought he was, like, the most two-dimensional, flat, you know, oh, he's the, the jerky, rich guy, you know, villain that I was mm. like, uh, and then they just kept, admittedly, I think part of it is what is they kept kicking him and, you know, <laughs> in the balls, basically, metaphorically, on the show, and... It, that it kind of endears you to him. You're like, oh, poor Ward. And he's a <laughs> jackass, but he's a. I feel bad for him still. And like, and just yeah, he he's probably like he's probably the character I found the most fascinating out of like the entire cast. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was funny because when again when I was talking to the the guys the other day, we were saying about Turk in that like now like everyone loves Turk, and when you see Turk like getting beaten up and stuff, you're like, oh, poor Turk. But then in the first scene in Daredevil, Turk is like kidnapping women and electrocuting them and threatening to take away their bucket for them to pee in. You know what I mean? Like he's a monster, <laughs> yeah. but he's just so likable. You're just like, oh, Turk, you know? <laughs> uh, 
and like Ward's obviously done monstrous things. Like he killed his father, but he's just he's just so interesting to watch, and he, yeah, I do and find him really likable. Killed Danny, and he's done yeah. like all terrible things, but like you said, he's just the fact that he. He a he's done, you know it's not like he, this is all his choice like a lot of it is he, him reacting to his the 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 control his father had over him mm-hmm. basically since you know Harold supposedly d- died and the first time and the it just I his just kind of like la- I think a lot of it I think is just him lashing out at the world and you kind of feel for him you, mm-hmm. it's a genuinely like layered performance and I really gotta give the actor and the writing credit there. Yeah, definitely. I I think the actor does an amazing job. Um, I I won't say whether I hope or not he's back for season two because that might reveal what happens later in the season one. Um, but yeah, he, definitely my favourite character in season one. Um, so yeah, he's kind of surprised to see <laughs> Harold, and we find out that Harold can't die. So and Ward's kind of like crap. <laughs> I can't yeah. kill him. I, and I love that he just flat out tells him that he's a monster. And I think Ward thinks then and there that Harold's just going to kill him. You know, he's carrying well, yeah, a knife he also and everything. Yeah, he a knife in his hand, yeah. Yeah, the, the <clears throat> knife that, like, Ward killed him with. And instead, Ward, like, drops the knife and starts crying. And is like, I love you, Ward. I love you, son. And Ward's face is just like, I it don't is. know how to react to this. Yeah. It's just a great, like, you know, just the look on his face is just perfect. Yeah, it's so good. It's, he's just like, I, I don't know how to react to this. Like, you've never said this to me before. Also, you're alive again, and I stabbed you, and I threw you in a pond, and now you're acting all strange. Um, yeah, it's it's just great. So, Danny has arrived back, and he finds Colleen in bed, who says uh, she thinks she's got the flu, and I was like, I put in my notes, well, we've seen this before because we saw it with Electra in Daredevil season two, like almost the exact same symptoms with the exact same, um, you know, yeah. drawn on veins, right. yeah, like yeah. poisoned veins, you know. Yeah. And that was when she was fighting the hand. And obviously this is Colleen fighting the hand, so we can assume it's the same kind of poison. Um, so really all they need is for, what did they use in Daredevil? It was like some baking soda and some vinegar and some sink cleaner and some tea and <laughs> yeah, it was whatever like else it was. Items. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was just like bits and pieces. I just wanted, when they're saying about gals like, oh, I'll give you the antidote, I just wanted gals to be like, right, so go and get some sink, sink on blocker and this and that and a, a, a bottle of tea. Oh, the tea's for me, by the way, just like sticked in. <laughs> um, so Claire is preparing to drug gal. And Gail says uh, that she's there's something terrifying waiting for, for them. And Danny's like, is it scarier than a dragon? And Gail's like, yes, yes, it is. And this is the first time Danny has flat out mentioned a, he fought a dragon. Yeah. Like, which he did. Like, so the way he became Iron Fist is he fought an actual dragon. Tammy. I think he mentioned it once before. At I, least, didn't think he, so. I think he mentioned, like, Shao... Uh, like oh, I can't remember the dragon's name now. Uh, the Undying. Yeah, shall shall thou? Yeah, the yeah. Undying. And but he didn't say that he's a, an actual dragon. You know, a physical dragon. It was more like a and it could be a name like the Thunderer. You know, just yeah, like a, a sort possible. of name for it. I, it but I think this. I, yeah. I feel like this is the first time it's an, like an actual dragon. I think he said something to Ward about it though, because he was talking about. The, oh the yeah, heroine, he did. Yeah. And he was talking about how that's a perversion of his of of Shaolau the Undying and that yes, you know yeah. so every time I try um, and think of Shaolau's name I think of Shia Khan 
<laughs> Two very different characters. This is not Jungle Book, Claire. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he, he definitely mentioned that it was basically Gao giving a finger um, to Kunlun using that symbol. I can't remember if he mentioned Xiaolao in that, though. Um, so do you think we will get to see a giant dragon in this show, Tammy? No. No? They don't have... No, they don't have the <laughs> the budget for it. So they've not got that Game of Thrones, sweet yeah. Game of Thrones money. Yeah, I think by this point I was like, we're not going to see that dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the the most we get is the dragon drawn on tattoo on uh on Danny. That's about it. We get yeah, we get shirtless Finn Jones to distract us from the fact that there's no actual dragon. Yeah. Um. Well, we might still see him. I'm not going to say. They might just have like a little figment uh, hand puppet from Epcot, Tammy. Oh, boy. <laughs> the scariest of all the scary dragons. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Gal's basically just, you know, taunting him as always. And uh, so they they drug Gal and she acts all drugged. And immediately it's like, she's not drugged. This is, this is Gal. She's like too badass to be drugged. <laughs> and then she sort yeah. of goes into this stuff where... We obviously don't know if she's lying. She could be telling the truth. We have no idea. But what she says is that she actually knew Danny's mother, Heather, rather than Danny's father. And um, Gal sort of set them up together. They, she set them to meet up, uh, to sort of get together in the first place. And um, and then that led to kind of meeting Harold. And Harold was more than willing to partner up with the hand. Uh, but Wendell wasn't. And when, Wendell found out. And then Gal falls asleep. <laughs> And because we know she's faking, it's just like, and I'm going to fall asleep just when he wants the info. And she's like, yeah. Um, and this is when Colleen collapses and we see the poison veins on her arm. And then Gail's just like, ha ha, Loki, motherfuckers. You can't drug me. I'm a motherfucking girl. <laughs> oh, I love her so much. She's so great. Um, and she says she spent most of the 17th century being interrogated. Yeah, so badass. She's so old. Oh, so old. Um, Colleen tells Danny to get her sensei, and we're like, "What? That guy that's kind of your boyfriend?" I mean, why wouldn't he be your boyfriend? He was—he's a very attractive man as well. I I do think food truck, uh, mysterious food truck ninja, is more attractive. Yeah, me personally. Um, Not by much. I'm okay with either one. This this show has a lot of good-looking men in it. Um, well, because Danny's a little puppy. <laughs> he's just a little, he's just a little pupster. Oh, that is why. Like, ah, uh, no. He's such he, a little kid. He is. It's just kind of like, no. You want a man, Tammy? <laughs> Pretty much. Speaking of food truck ninja, he's obviously a bit bored just waiting in the food truck. So he's made more stars and he's throwing them at the wall. And then he overhears a report that Danny has been seen at the Chikara Dojo. So he's obviously going to go and try and hunt him down there. Um, Ward is telling Harold that he just wants Harold to leave him alone and he wants out of Rand and he wants his own life. And going back to what you were saying earlier, JD, where you were saying you sort of feel for him. I think this is where I really re- sort of feel for him because he just wants his he just wants to be free. He just wants his own life. And he just keeps getting brought back into mm-hmm. into the family that he can't escape, you know. Um, and Harold says he was just trying to toughen Ward up. Right. OK. And then he kind of obviously makes Ward feel guilty because he's like, well, if you leave, then I'll just have to bring in Joy. Um, but, you know, probably the the hand might kill her. So Ward's in, you know, he's he's just in a no-win situation. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I like I said, I just, 
The show seems to be at its best when it's just kicking Ward in the balls. <laughs> or, or punching him in the kidneys, as how does it look? <laughs> yes. And then we can forgive little Ward for kicking Danny in the in the balls so much. <laughs> at least a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so Colleen is looking worse, and uh, Danny's just trying to tell her they'll be okay. Um, and then suddenly the lights go out. Did you guys notice that Claire kept her Wolverine claws from China? Yes, I did. I only noticed this time. I was like, yeah, I would have too. (laughs) Because I was like, what's that silhouette against the window? Is that Wolverine? Oh, no, it's Claire with her Wolverine claws. (laughs) (laughs) I like the little camera poking under the door. It's so weird. (laughs) It just kind of feels really sci-fi for the show. I don't know. It's just like... Um... (laughs) So there's a little camera under the door and they throw the smoke grenade in and then immediately we're like, well, this obviously isn't the hand. They'd just be way more stealthy than this. Um, so these SWAT guys appear everywhere. Um, they managed to obviously fight them off and knock them out. Danny managed to, to slice a rifle in half with the Iron Fist. That was pretty badass. That was cool. Um, and then Gal starts to try and bargain again with Danny for Colleen's life. So who are these guys then? Like, I just <laughs> very confused. Because, like, assume... I'm, like, I'm like, well, yeah, I doubt that they're the hand, but cause, just because of the way that they're acting, but... I assume they were sent yeah. by Rand, maybe? I don't know. But for what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused. Like, they fired because obviously They, they fired Danny, so why yeah, do they care? They were listening to calls in from, you know, yeah. from the dojo waiting for him to turn back up at the dojo, but I, I, yeah, I don't know what, if they wanted to kill him. I'm assuming they didn't. They really want to serve him the paperwork that says he's no longer <laughs> part of <laughs> Sign, sign. God damn it, Danny. You're fired, okay? That's just the way it is. All right, got it. God damn it, just take the paperwork. You haven't been at your <laughs> desk for, like, weeks. You've been flying to China on the company's money. <laughs> so um where are we and by the way i you got danny wearing the like he puts like a something over his face to like so he doesn't breathe in the smoke Mm -hmm. but i just was like no no you've got it wrong it's supposed to cover your the top half of your face and then (laughs) you know yeah need to do the daredevil style Yeah. yeah um speaking of which there was an interview with charlie cox a while ago and um there was a, a gift from it and a listener Rebecca posted it on our Twitter and it's basically someone asked Charlie Cox if he found a dog what would he do with it and he says or if he found a puppy what would he do with it and Charlie Cox says uh, as in what would Matt Murdock do and he says that Matt Murdock would take it home and then probably get it fitted for a costume and then Rebecca was like he's literally talking about Danny he's gonna fit Danny for a costume he's gonna take him home in the Defenders <laughs> I was like, yes, we can hope. Uh, so meanwhile, Ward has gone to meet with the hatchet men again. And he's basically like, um, so I tried to kill my dad. I can't kill him. Uh, there must be a way of killing him that, you know, I'll give you whatever you want. I just want him dead. <laughs> it's like poor Ward. <laughs> and we get this legend of the shepherd um, who once made a deal with the hand and was killed several times in the battlefield, but would come back worse each time. And one time he just randomly roasted his two children on a fire because when they come back they destroy the ones closest to them first they come back worst worse and they their advice was to run so it's like ah not not good news 
And, That's what and, you get for burying Harold in a pet cemetery. Yeah, I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes dead is better. Um, and then, Tammy, obviously, at this point, you were thinking, no, Kyle, get out of that car. Pretty much, yeah. Oh. Um, and then we see that, obviously, Ward is still doing the steel serpent heroin. Yeah. Bad news, Ward, bad news. I was, yeah, I was just like, Man, someone is addicted to that sweet, sweet heroin. Who <laughs> loves it? Those little patches. So, in a lovely scene, we see what a nice guy Harold is since he's come back. Because uh, Kyle's been working all day, and he's preparing to leave. And then Harold's like, hey, you like ice cream? I've bought you all the ice cream in the world, including organic cornflake ice cream. Ugh, gross. Ugh. What? Okay, talk us through this scene, Tammy. No, I can't. I can't. I'm like forwarding <laughs> through it right now because I can't even rewatch it. Because <laughs> I warned you about this scene. Well, I didn't warn you, but <laughs> like, he, he brutally attacks Kyle. It's not even like he just kills him. Like he slashes his, his throat and it's done. Like he beats him over and over. Kyle's still talking to him with an ice cream scoop with a blunt object. Ah, oh, oh. it's the worst. Yeah. If only Kyle liked more exotic ice cream, he'd still be alive. Oh. I don't blame Kyle. That looked terrible. I'd just be like, yeah, don't you just have vanilla? Like, I, yeah, I would as well. Yeah. Instead of your Kyle. weirdo freaky ice cream? No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Whatever Corn that blue ice, ice cream was. Ugh. Yeah. Nice. I would rather so have who did, vanilla. Did, mm? now, who did Harold send to get the ice cream? Because he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to go to the grocery store and buy it himself. And Kyle is the only Maybe he had it delivered. Maybe. But how would he get it delivered where it'd be like, go and set it up in my secret Well, nobody that delivers it is going to know that it's a secret penthouse. (laughs) Or Harold set it up in the penthouse. Maybe. Maybe Maybe he bent the guy down at the door. (laughs) Maybe. And and Kyle was too busy working. Oh, oh. But it's, it's awful that, like, Kyle was still talking to him, and he's, like, crying. Yeah. And, and Harold is, like, mocking him. He's laughing at him. And I was like, oh, Kyle, no. Oh, it's, yeah. it's such a, a brutal scene. And then, like, Kyle's dying, and Harold tells him it's not so bad where he's going. He's been there. Yeah. And then he seems to, like, not realize what he's done. No, no, he doesn't. And because then when he does, it's, like, the saddest thing ever, like, it, it it actually makes me feel bad for Harold, too, because I don't think he knows, like, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And when he, like, lays down next to Kyle, it's just so sad. And I think later on, too, he says something about it, and I, it, he just doesn't realize it. It's just so sad. And also in, like, the, uh, the previous scene with the hatchet men, obviously, um, he said they they kill the ones that are closest to them first or something like that. So I was like, oh, does that mean Kyle was the one closest to him? Of oh. course it was. Of oh, course it was. So sad. <laughs> Poor Kyle. Should have got another job. Yeah, he, he definitely should have. Should have called in sick that day. Although if it hadn't been this ice cream, it would have been something else. Like Kyle was doomed from the point, the moment that, you know, Harold came back from the dead. He was way too sweet and innocent to be wrapped around Harold's yeah. stuff and not get hurt in some way. So. He was just too beautiful for this world. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Harold's whispering to, into his ear as as the camera, oh. you know, pans up. Oh no! This is like the saddest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, 
Um, so Ward is still leaving the restaurant and he sees the cops checking his car and they found a load of the heroin. Um, and Ward immediately asks for his lawyer. And of course, anytime anyone asks for a lawyer in the show, I'm like, Mama, no, Mama, no, please. Um, Ward claims that someone set him up. He's not that stupid to leave heroin on his driver's seat, as but gets arrested. Plus, he had and, just used the heroin he had, I mean. <laughs> yeah. They could have, like, lifted, rolled up his sleeve and gone, what's this then? He'd be like, um, it's my, my new tattoo. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the fact that with that... everyone have a heroin tattoo now? <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that with that heroin, because it's a patch, you not only get the heroin, but you get, like, a little sweet tattoo as well. <laughs> like a bonus. <laughs> It's like the little like tattoos you would get like a, like a pack of gum, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in the next scene, we've got one of our old friends back. It's Doctor Edmonds, and I love the irony that Ward sent Danny to the hospital, and Danny was questioned by um, Edmonds, and now Ward is the one being questioned by Edmonds. I think that's great. I just I, I love it. Yeah. And um, and what I love even more is Ward starts giving the camera the finger again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It would never not be hilarious. Uh, so obviously Ward is saying that his dad set him up, but the problem is that Doc will, Doc will just say his dad's been dead for 13 years, so it's a catch-22. Um, and meanwhile, Harold is watching on screen. Of course he is. Like a creeper. That's what he does. Um, so then Joy arrives in her Powerpuff Girls costume again at the penthouse. Yep. Uh, Harold sees her on the screen and decides, yep, yeah, enough's enough. I'm going to tell her the truth. And I, I do like, I do think this scene's quite creepy where the elevator's like opening and then she goes oh, in. Yeah. It's just like, she has no idea what she's going to see. Like she has no clue, but it's, it's so creepy. Like, I, yeah, I like, do think like, I, it's, it's really, I feel like I would have turned around at some point. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have gone. This is there. too weird. Like, I'm going home. Yeah. I would have been like, yeah. do you know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> Unless it's David Tennant up there waiting for me with a bowl of pistachio ice cream, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's too creepy. Um, but obviously, they both they both cry. So my question is, Tammy and JD in the past, <laughs> do we think then? Because Ward is moving away from Harold now. Joy now knows that he's alive. Do we think Joy they're going to kind of switch places? Because we've seen that Joy can be a, more ruthless than we maybe thought, and Ward just wants out. I I think at first, yes, but I don't think that Joy, because Joy hasn't had to do it for so many years, like Ward has. Mm-hmm. So I I think it'll be a quicker turnaround for her to realize, like, no, she doesn't want to be part of this. But I think she will do anything for her dad at first, because that's her dad, and she's thought he's been dead all these years. Yeah. Yeah, past JD agrees. I, I kind of feel... <laughs> Uh, that uh, I, I honestly kind of expected her to work with him, but she's we've seen her. She's got a, a conscience. She felt bad about like the the whole cancer thing. Um, yeah, like being possibly being responsible for that. She, I, I honestly really d- don't think she would go along with Harold's more murderous schemes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She might be willing to play the game to a degree, but she won't go all the way. At least that's what I would have thought at this point. And and also, like, I think that if Harold's endgame is to somehow get rid of the hand and he starts telling um, Joy about how Danny is, you know, basically like the enemy of the hand or whatever, 
like, I think Joy would then double down on it. Like, she'd be like, yeah, okay, then let's get Danny involved. Let's do this. Like, why hasn't anyone told me? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. because she still cares a lot for Danny as well. So, I don't know. Lots of emotional manipulation going on. (laughs) Yeah, we see that she still cares for Danny because she says Uh to him earlier that he's mostly responsible for what's been happening. But even then, she's not, like, really angry at him. She's just more kind of... I, I don't know, like exasperated and frustrated, and just like, but she doesn't hate him or anything. No. Yeah. Uh, so back at the dojo, Kalina's gotten a lot worse. Gal's still taunting, taunting Danny, and then Bakuto arrives. Um, I thought Bakuto might be a vampire because he seems to be waiting to be invited in. Like he seems to like <laughs> kind of smile at Danny when he crosses the threshold, as if to go. And now I've been invited in. I will kill you all. <laughs> I don't know. It's very he strange. could be a vampire. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he might be a vampire. Um, he's poison out of Colleen. Oh, all right. <laughs> he's, okay. and he's just... I, I, Bakuto's just too calm. You know what I mean? He's just like, yeah, I took yeah. care of Gal's mercenaries. Uh, look at the dead guy hanging outside. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and Gal is visit, visibly upset with him being here. And she seems to know who yeah. he is. Yeah. Like, which is weird. And she's not happy that he's there. Um, and he, uh, Bakuto inspects Colleen, and Colleen's very happy to see him. And he's just like, yeah, you can totally heal her all this time, didn't you know? That's something you can do with the Iron Fist. And it's like, whoa, how do you know? Um, yeah. And Gal warns Danny he's about to fall into a trap. I love that when he tells him to open his hand, and, he's, and Danny just looks at his hand and goes, I can do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't have to have my hand in a fist. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. I was like, why is he so surprised he can open his hand? Like, what he can do with his hand? Okay. Right. <laughs> but just opening it, I feel like that shouldn't be a surprise. That's how hands work. <laughs> well, he, 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 thought, he thought he was a puppy. He didn't realize he had, like, thumbs. <laughs> He's like, whoa. <laughs> um... Yeah, and th- I mean, this is a thing that happens in the comics. Like, um, Danny, I believe, can heal himself using his his chi. I don't know about others. Um, I think he can. I think Rebecca told me that he can at some points, like to a certain extent. But uh, yeah, so Danny focuses his chi and he uses it to burn the poison out. And obviously we know the, the poison has been burnt out because the veins disappear. Veins gone! And then Claire quotes her boyfriend again. Like, do you, if, if there's something that Dan says, Tammy, do you, like, quote it this much? It just seems I, to me like every episode Claire's saying. Yeah, I mean, if I do, I don't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, well, like, you know, there are things, like, we come up with, I feel like, in a conversation together. And so we might say it, and it's more of an inside joke thing, but we'll, like, say it as a quote. Yeah. But I don't feel like he's come up with something. He says it all the time. And then, I, I don't know, maybe. I, but obviously, how many people obvious. come up with their own catchphrase, though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it's. I don't. I. I don't yeah, know. It's, he, it uh, does feel uh, weird, though. It really does. Every time I, she says it, I feel like it's forced. Yeah. One yeah. Time, the first time I didn't mind it. The second time I was like, oh, okay, this is what they're gonna do. Yeah. I don't know. That it just it didn't feel like. It, like one time, yeah, okay, I can see her kind of adopting that a little bit. When it goes multiple times, I think that's kind of getting to the point where, like, okay, 
I I might say something like that in honor of a friend, but or mm-hmm. loved one, but I wouldn't adopt it into my own like vocabulary that quickly. And also, considering most of their relationship, he's been in jail. Yeah, right. and I was gonna say like I I can't compare myself and my husband who we've been together for like seventeen years mm-hmm. to Luke Cage. <laughs> And Claire, who basically slept together one time. So, and then he went to jail. So, I don't know. Did they? They didn't even sleep together. Oh, they yeah, did. He never got his cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. It's Colombian oh, roast. That's still coming. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, we still got that to wait for. Ugh. Um, so, now Danny is the one who has collapsed. Um, obviously, his chi is worn out. Um, but Colleen's fine. She, like, jumps up and they kind of. And this is when Gal says the proverb again. But Colleen kind of jumps up and immediately her and Bakuto are like, and throw Gal over our shoulder and Danny over our shoulder and just run out and bundle them both in this car and drive off. And then Colleen says that Bakuto can help Danny. I would assume that Danny just needs to rest to recharge. I don't think he needs any particular help, does he? Unless she thinks that Bakuto can train Danny more in the Iron Fist because he's just taught him something else. And uh, Claire is not allowed to go. Yep. And I was like, ha suck on that Claire. <laughs> so mean. Um, and then the last thing we see is mysterious food truck ninja watching them leave. Oh, food truck ninja. He's so pretty. So pretty. Oh, my God. He's really dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sexy food truck ninja. <laughs> Can't uh, you be the Iron Fist? Who's <laughs> <laughs> your favorite superhero? Well, my favorite is Sexy Food Truck Ninja. <laughs> he has the power of the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm way more than okay with that. He shoots condiments <laughs> at people. <laughs> uh. And that was the end of the episode, guys. So. Uh, do you guys want some Easter eggs? I don't think there's hardly any. I think oh, I've actually mentioned all of them. Oh, no, I haven't mentioned all. So I've got one left. So Colleen mentions her grandfather, and Gao actually says his name, um, which is Kenji Ozawa. Um, and that is her grandfather from the comics. In the comics, he trained Colleen and gave her her sword, her, her white katana. So a big part of her life. Um, that was your Easter egg, guys. I hope you weren't hungry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the feeling that they, uh, Den of Geek didn't really like this episode, so they do less Easter eggs for the ones they don't like. Hmm. I don't know. Um, quotes, Why, though. Why, because died? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we can't, we can't do Easter eggs. Carl is dead. Don't you understand? <laughs> Carl is dead. Um, Tammy, I hope you have some quotes left that I didn't steal. <laughs> Uh, you ended up stealing three quotes. The other one, um, oh, so when sorry. he talked about, you, do you have something scarier than a dragon in a cave? And she says, yes, yes, I do. I have that entire quote, and you said the entire thing. <laughs> Tammy, I'm so sorry. I was like, Claire, just stop. I, I know you're um, having a hard day, Tammy, with the death of Kyle, and I'm sorry I made your day I know. Worse. Like, so I, because I really, you know, I usually have, like, a ton, because... Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just take a whole scene and that'll be like a bunch of quotes. Um, but they're kind of spread out this time. So I was like, oh, thank God I had a couple before you started going. Oh, <laughs> uh, you could do the, the quote from Harold, which is Kyle. Kyle. Oh, I have a quote from Harold. Uh, oh, all right. You can do yours first because I feel bad because I stole the rest uh, of yours. 
Oh, shut up and die. Oh, I have that as well. But it's the bit, be- it's the bit before that's the sad bit, because what does Carl say? He's like, it's oh, it's just, just ice cream. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so sad. Um, it really is the saddest thing <laughs> in It's so sad. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, JD, do you have any quotes? Uh, Tammy might appreciate this due to what uh, Harold does. Am I a monster ward? Is that what you really think? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I love the way wards just like, yep, <laughs> yes you are. Uh, I have one from Harold, which is Frank Robbins. Who the hell is Frank Robbins? I had that one too. It's so funny. <laughs> because just the way he does it. The other one I have from, it's another Harold one, is when he, after he, he pukes up all that dirt and he goes, that's better. Much, much better. <laughs> Really not. <laughs> uh, any others, JD? I've got one more. Uh, I, I got one more. Uh, you know I'm not above shoving a sway sock in your mouth to shut you up. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, my last one. I can't remember what it was that um, that Harold said. It was something like, "Oh, I can't die" or something like this. And then Ward just goes, "Okay." Really <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> Oh, his reaction is just like, oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, And that was our quotes. Uh, Now it's time for feedback. And I'm naughty and haven't opened it up yet. So wait for me a sec, guys. I've got one from Sedna and one from Nutty. Um, JD, would you like to read Nutty's? It's quite long. We can split up if you want. Sure, I'll give it a go. Uh, okay, so we've got an email from Nutty. I'm going to post it in there. Nutty has sent us feedback every week. She is a champion. Okay, post this. There you go. <clears throat> okay. AKA, everyone must love Mel- Madam Melanie Gal because she is amazing. Yay. And possibly a vampire or earn vampire. Or earn vampire. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't understand what an urn vampire is. So. <laughs> I don't know. What is an urn uh, vampire, Nazi? I need to know now. Harold coming back was amazing. I loved every part of this. I didn't expect it at all, and but now we know what is in store for Elektra. Mm. Harold not remembering who he was or was the best acting the actor did all season. It was great to see him flex the, that range of talent. Then when he realizes that he can't die, he ditches kale smoothies. Barf bourbon, or more accurately, scotch, Johnny Walker Black in little bottles, and later in a 40-year Valbene? I'm not a drinker, so... That's 4,500 US a a bottle. Not bad. Wow. Wow. It's expensive. Nutty knows her drink. As happy as we are to see Kyle, it is short-lived because he couldn't handle handle the fancy ice cream flavors. (laughs) Harold Harold got him and he got his head bashed in. In what a very, in what was a very awesome murder scene. Sorry, Kyle. And sorry, Tammy. So the, <laughs> so the dreaded axe gang, I mean the Hatchetman, told Ward each time Harold comes back that he will be meaner and meaner and and able to kill his kids. Sorry, Electra. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Love Gal messing with everyone's heads in this one. She's so great. But in, but truth serum, interesting. It doesn't. But truth serum. Interesting. It doesn't work, and she gives a good show. And then she says she was interrogated in the 17th century a lot. She's an earned vampire, just like Harold. 
That's so the, oh. she's talking about the urn vampires from uh, Daredevil. Yes, so uh, she's uh, like Nobu, okay. like Nobu, okay. yeah. in the, that go in the giant cookie jar of blood magic. <laughs> yeah. But is she also a mind reader? How does she know so much? Or has her spies been working overtime? Missing only Jessica Jones, she mentions everything Claire has helped with. Mm. So finally, the poison works. What was instant for the guards took this long to hit Colleen? Maybe the guards got the dose to the heart and Colleen's flesh wound slowed it down. Um, I don't know. But it lets Colleen call her sensei, who can then teach Danny how to use the Iron Fist to heal, which also knocks him out, making it easy to run off with him and get Claire (laughs) out of the picture. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And the creepy guy who bumped into Harold and was throwing the foil ninja stars at the poor food truck guy watched the whole thing. Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so with, uh, what's it called? With Colleen, I assume, yeah, it must be a flesh wound because Electra's wasn't, like, super quick either. Electra's was across her stomach and yeah. it was quite a big wound. And, yeah, it took a, a while, yeah. And also Matt was poisoned yeah. as well, remember, because he got an arrow yeah. through his shoulder, um, but it took a while to affect him as well. But by that point, they already had the antidote because they'd used it on Electra. Yeah, because I feel like the... The guards uh, last episode or whatever that got uh, hit with the poison. It wasn't just that it was poison. Like I really, th- I swear, like one got something in his face. Like it was mm. like a stab in his face. So I think like it was probably going to be a combination mm. of death via stab in the face and poison. <laughs> so yeah, 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 like a mix of them. Um, thank right. you, Nutty. That's awesome. And I, I like yeah. the new term we have for urn vampire. It's a lot easier than saying resurrected in the evil cookie jar of blood magic or whatever it is I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read Sedna's um, feedback instead, Tammy? It's really short. Sure. And it begins right. with OMFG. <laughs> yeah. Of course. OMFG, another highlight in this episode. Zombie Herald, hilarious, evil cookie monster. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie Harold, evil psycho, ungrateful, Kyle killer bastard. Oh, fuck no, Kyle, don't. Vanilla, WTAF. <laughs> Do you have a death wish, ungrateful Kyle? No! Screams into the void for eternity. <laughs> like you said, that, I think that was the exact thoughts going through Tammy's head as well. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. As always, love your feedback. You guys are awesome. Um, okay, so now it's time to rate this episode. Uh, JD, you're a super special guest, and you can go first. Um, I I do think it is a little bit of a slower episode. Um, it's uh, I, I I really um, but I kind of appreciate some of a l- large parts of it thanks to uh, Harold just being awesome and Ward like uh, his being awesome, and then Madame Gal just being awesome. So. Um, it, I might have given it a lower score if it weren't for them, but uh, I'm going to give it uh, 7 out of 10 scoops of ice cream. <laughs> Not vanilla. No, never vanilla. <laughs> yeah, go with your cornflake ice cream or whatever. <laughs> uh, organic oh, cornflake. <laughs> They're the worst. I like that that makes it worse. <laughs> I don't know what you know organic cornflake. But... Yeah, oh. really. <laughs> Oh, Grace. Uh, Tammy. Uh, so I said I was going to get a negative 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that I can do that. But uh, 
I'm I'm giving a pretty goddamn low score because I cannot believe that happened. And it was brutal. It like if he just like slashed his throat and it was like quick and over with like I would still be sad about it, but I feel like it wouldn't be as bad as this mm. episode for Kyle. Like ah uh, he just uh, okay. Uh guys, there are other jobs out there. If your job is trying to kill you <laughs> <laughs> um, there are other jobs out there go find those jobs I didn't think that was the case because I really do, do truly believe my job was trying to kill me and I was I able agree. to find another job Claire, same boat her yep. job was literally trying to kill her what <laughs> so happens out. when you wrangle sharks for a living I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah but I got um, and maybe that's why I feel for Kyle so much in that character I just wanted him to know that there was a way out, and it was too late for him. His job killed him. And it's mm. just like a like a PSA to everyone who works in corporate <laughs> America. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this episode should have came with a trigger warning. It's terrible. <laughs> um, so I, I... Harold was amazing. He was just hysterical. But then he killed Kyle. So, like... <laughs> I'm so torn. I can't give this a good score. I'm going to have to give it like a two out of ten uh, Powerpuff Girl dresses. I don't know. It broke me like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, I love your love of Kyle. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Um, so I, yeah, I actually... Like, this is a slower episode. Um, there's a lot of exposition. I really like this episode, like, watching it back. And I think it's because had Madame Gao not been in all the stuff with Danny and Claire and Colleen, I would have found that really dull. But I love Madame Gao so much. And the stuff going on with, like, Ward and Harold, I found really interesting as well. So, and then we get the introduction of um, Food Truck Ninja, who's really cute. Um I remember at this point watching it as well, I was really interested in what the story with Bakuto was. So that was the most interesting part of sort of Danny and Colleen and Claire for me. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm kind of surprised how much I enjoyed it because, uh, but I, I, I honestly did. Um, I was really sad to see Kyle go. Um, I thought it was like a, I mean, he as soon as Harold came back to life, you know, poor Kyle was a dead man walking. So um, I'm going to give it actually an 8. Um, an 8 out of 10. I'm sorry, Tammy. Ice cream scoops to the head. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we get an average of 5.6. I know. Just uh, put some salt. Oh, a nice bit of lemon in that wound. Oh, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> so 5.6 out of 10 for this one. Um, yeah, it, it it broke Tammy. We, you know, I think we should have oh. a moment's silence for Tammy <laughs> and for Kyle. Um, yeah. So, uh, JD, thank you so much for being our guest again this week. And it's so great to have you back and for being, thank you for being so patient with rescheduling and stuff. Oh, no problem. Thank you um, for having me so much. It's been great. No, definitely. And I, hopefully you'll uh, be on board for the Defenders as well once we are covering that. I can't wait. Have you got any predictions for the Defenders from the trailer? Um, you know, I really 
don't. I like the fact that they're playing it kind of mysterious right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually I kind of appreciate when I don't know exactly how everything's going to play out when I watch a new show like that, especially when I'm already sold on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I, I, I have no clue, but I can't wait to see the four of them together. Yeah, me neither. Cool. And uh, is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Um, you can find me on Twitter at JD Demott. Um, I occasionally do some podcasting. I do some YouTube stuff. Occasionally just post panels of comics that amuse <laughs> me. Um, so yeah, that's the best way to find me. Cool. And you're in the Facebook group, which is, or the Facebook page, I should say, which everyone should be. Yes. Because we get to see Tammy's reactions to episodes in real time sometimes. (laughs) Cool. Um, Tammy, is there anything you want to plug that you've been up to this week? I mean, it's pretty much going to be the same as what I've been up to, but I'll let you do it. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yeah, we uh, just finished recording a Calavici Fashion Cast episode uh, where we cover the styles of Quantum Leap. Especially yeah, when the there's fashions. not much to talk about for the um The actual the episode itself, which nothing, the... nothing happened in this week's episode, but there was many fashions. Yep. It was a delight. Lots of, uh, lots of good fashions, actually, so... Yeah, and I'll um, mention, because Matt and Mel aren't here, uh, the Twin Peaks podcast is back. They have recorded the first episode. Uh, you want to watch a crazy show? Watch the new Twin Peaks. It's insane, and it's awesome. Um, and uh, they're covering that. It's the first podcast I ever listened to, so I'm really excited to to hear them again. It's a good good group of people on that show. Um, yeah, I haven't got anything to plug apart from that. <laughs> um, so next week we will be covering the episode "Black Tiger Steals Heart." Um, would you Would you like the, <laughs> the synopsis? <laughs> sure. Tells us, tells us nothing as usual. Exhausted from fighting, Danny tries to recharge with Bakuto's help. Meanwhile, Rand's management gets another shake-up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure that I could I could read the synopsis for the finale and it would give you no spoilers. But I won't <laughs> do that. <laughs> anyway, so that will be Iron next Fist week. is present in this episode. Oh, okay. Iron Fist cool. in this episode. Stuff happens with Rand. There is fighting and angst. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, JD, would you like to take us out with uh, Excelsior? Or you could take us out with a Kyle? 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 I won't do that to Tammy. (laughs) Um, uh, Excelsior! Goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Ice cream. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it. And you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!